Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep Season 2. This is episode number 9. I'm here with my buddy Anthony Lopez. Hey, Anthony. Hey, I am in here with uh, a plethora of friends. It's true. We're, you're surrounded. Yeah. We're in person. We're in the Helium Comedy Club in Portland, Oregon, uh, in the darkest corner of the darkest bar. Uh, joining me are... Uh, my top two Caitlins in the world. Two favorite Caitlins. This is our first double Caitlin episode, I believe. So we'll start. Five. Make it audible. Yeah. Oh, good one. Uh, we'll do on my. We'll start with on my right uh, at Uncle Kate C A I T. Did you just look at your hand? <laughs> yes, you're on my right uh, at Uncle Kate on Twitter. It's Caitlin Weirhauser. Hi. And uh, joining us for the beginning of the episode this week. <laughs> yeah. I get it. The whole thing uh, at Robot Caitlin uh, on Twitter. It's Caitlin Gill. Hi. Hey, I just thought I'd try to be as indistinguishable as possible. Oh, God. But this is my real I've also been late for this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Or for any podcast. And multiply them by, yeah, the zeros that that comes to. That's a tough one. That's tough. We have a singular brand. I fuck up S's. What what syllable do you fuck up so people can tell us apart? <laughs> no, I've got- soft S. You have a soft I'm sibilant. I'm hard. So there you go. Yeah. That's oh, easy yeah. to tell I us go to apart. speech therapy. Me too. Didn't yeah. work. But Wait. I did stop saying hospital and Pischetti. Two things that took a lot of work on it. Sorry, so you were hard S and you're soft S? Yeah, they made me butch up my S and it's still pretty. It doesn't okay. work. No. Right. But I am But it makes you feel really bad about yourself. <laughs> on the bright yeah, side. That's important. <laughs> I don't know third, why it did. Second and third grade. I carried an arrogance that was just like, I'm pretty sure it's Pischetti. <laughs> I was so And mad. if you eat too much, I'm pretty sure that where you go is the hospital. Hospital. I don't know. Yeah, You're hospital. going on and on as if I don't get the concept. Eat Pischetti, <laughs> go to hospital. <laughs> I was willful, willfully defiant. And so you have to just do repetitive exercises. And yes. it's like smack, slap. And I was slap, smack. No, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it the yeah, way I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. You Did will you, not break me. Well, the way they, the, 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 you're saying soft S and they butch, butch it up, it makes me think you could just yell it at them and they'd be like, oh, well, okay, well, I'm, in, I'm scared. That's the what stronger does S. What up an S mean? You gotta she wear said, like, I a didn't torn say denim jacket. I didn't say you gotta shave your head. <laughs> you gotta go in with a girlfriend just like, don't look at Petunia! <laughs> I don't know. Just a tiny ballpoint tattoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Heart, mom, but crossed out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Butch uh, stuff. Uh, yeah, total butch stuff. <laughs> Duh, right, butches? All right. Uh, hard Caitlin, soft Caitlin. Uh, hard Caitlin, soft Caitlin. That's how we're going to keep you apart. Um, I like it. And it's about your S's. Well, we've we've assembled this incredible panel of Caitlin's. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Did you ever have to change a letter? Uh, nope. I've never had any issues with speech at all in my entire life. Second high five. Can't even imagine what that must be like. It's rare that you don't jump into a riff, so I, didn't, I don't mean to pull you into it. You can leave it alone if you want, but... I just didn't know where to jump in, you know, because it's like... It's our podcast. Well, it's now. just like it's just fun. What do you mean? What it's are you fun listening about? to people no uh, being like, "Yeah, that speech pet impediment thing knocked that out in the fourth grade." Anyway, Anthony, how you doing? Uh, yeah, that wasn't the moral of the story. <laughs> no, that there's a specific like there's. I feel like there were people who got actual help and then people who were just tagged as gay and they tried yeah. really hard to make both Fix girls it. and boys sound less gay. Yeah. I think there was some horrible conspiracy mixed in with what actually could have been useful Ab- for some folks, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. What I don't know. My thing was because I moved around a lot as a kid, like my family, we, would, we were essentially military brats without the military. My parents were in apartment maintenance. So just you know, brats? the military of the <laughs> city. So we were constantly moving across the, the uh, urban complexes. marines. Yeah, the urban marines. Yeah. Oh, and uh, so my thing was Basically, when I checked out real fast, is it once it became like my by the time I went to like my tenth school and I got my tenth speech therapist, oh and they were gosh. like, "The other nine have failed you. 
I'm gonna be the I'm one. Be, and it was oh, just yeah. every school I would go to, they would hear my story, and it would be, I would be like. What an inspirational the movie. The phrase yeah. that would make yes. you say yes. is like School. dangerous minds or yes. stand and deliver <laughs> yeah, exactly. over and over again. I mean, I still, to this day, 30 years later, like, no, 20 years later, I'm still inspiring. Did I ever tell you my favorite thing anyone's ever said to me <laughs> no. after a stand up show? I can't wait. This is my f- Wait, hands the one, down. Uh, hands not... down, the best thing anyone's okay. uh, ever said to me. I was after doing a show one day. I uh, had a really good set, got off stage, and this drunk woman walks up to me and goes, Hey, hey, I just got to let you know. I got to let you know. I was watching your set. And like the second you started telling that one joke, I just knew deep down inside that I have to dedicate my life to children's <laughs> speech therapy. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Dude, you she just career like, counseled somebody. She was yeah. like, yeah, I didn't know I didn't know what I was gonna do. And I was like, speech therapy, that's it. And I was like, that's nice. So- Funny. <laughs> that is, it's so upsetting. <laughs> I like when people think you're from New York. Yeah, that's yeah, my that's favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Personal I like. Favorite. I get that a lot. <laughs> it's just what a yeah. treat. That's when I just look at them and go, "Now nah, South Africa." And they go, "Yep, <laughs> yep. Oh, that was my second guess." Oh, yeah, yeah, there right you go. Here. We all because South Africa is the accent that we're all like. We're aware there's an accent, but people do not know how to do that. Like <laughs> yeah. other English accents, we're like, it's just. Whatever well, you're doing, that's probably I it. I believe it. I just close my eyes, picture Charlize Theron, and then talk normally. Is that yeah. not what everybody else does? Well, I think if yeah. you, so you... Wait, so it just sounds the same, but you're hornier? Yes. Oh. You gotta split the difference between, like, chappy and diatwood, right? And that's how, that's the accent you want to go for. It's a happy medium. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking this week. This is season two, episode nine, and as I've, as I've uh, extensively mentioned to the listeners, but is new to the Kalins, uh, is that uh, for season two, we're investigating... Um, uh, whether stuff holds up to us that's our main focus of this uh, season is looking at media that we were exposed to a lot as kids and whether we, we still have the same reactions to them as we did before this week is anthony's turn anthony what did you choose for us today i picked john landis's the three amigos you did the- 1986 yeah. yeah saturday night live film uh <laughs> Adjacent, yeah. Well, it was like co-written by Lauren Michaels. Cool, yeah, one of his only writing credits. Yeah, has. yeah. Nice, uh, John Lovitz and Dan uh, Phil Hotman's audition for SNL was their small cameos in this role in this movie. Oh, interesting. Is that that? Yeah, that was he wasn't sure if he wanted to cast them, and he had them come down and do little bit parts in this movie, and That's was like, incredible. "Those two guys are great." That's and he was right silly. about fifty percent of them. Lauren Michaels <laughs> shooting the great average. <laughs> I should tell you now that I watched uh, the Spider Verse instead. So I'm fully oh. prepared to talk about <laughs> <laughs> You mean between last night and today when I asked you, you watched Spider-Verse. Okay. Honestly, I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Also, I didn't finish it. So don't spoil anything for me yet. I have to go back and watch the How rest of it. How did you not fi- I don't get it. I don't get it. There's not an AMC We're for miles. Busy. You can't have... Busy. <laughs> there's no free movies here. Uh, <laughs> no, I watched Three Amigos also. But oh, okay. <laughs> I'm really ready to talk about the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah, well, when you finish it, maybe come back to us. I don't... Want to tell you about the first two universes? I haven't seen it either. It's very good. It's That's what everyone so says. It is. Good. You mean it's excellent? Oscar-winning film oh, into yeah. the Spider Verse. Um, Earned it. Did not. It yeah. did not get Best Picture. It did not win the. It was not the Green Book level of film, but oh, it didn't okay. get nominated. But it could. I'll, I'll take Best Animated. Yeah. Did that? Three Amigos get an Oscar nod? Speaking of white uh, savior best costumes, costumes? I mean, how did My Little, Little Buttercup did not get nominated for Best Original Song? Honestly, it's I would have loved to bad... see the Oscar performance of, of oh, My yeah. Little Buttercup because that would have been a delightful seven and a half minutes somehow of, <laughs> of the telecast. You know how much the council is it? The council at the Oscars? I yeah, the council. the council. Sure, mm-hmm. let's go with council. <laughs> I like the white savior complex, and I think Three Amigos really yeah, nails it. <laughs> it is pretty incredible. Uh, how much? I mean, John Landis. Uh, I don't. How has he managed to still 
We don't hate. We don't hate him, right, John? Yeah. I mean, right. he's yeah. You know, he's got a few. You know, he he's got that son Max. That's a big bummer. You know, he yes. killed the dude on the, those people on the Twilight Zone. That's, That's tough. a bummer. That's uh, tough. He dre- made a lot of great videos with Michael Jackson, really sure helping cementing that guy as an Didn't iconic he? legend. Well, but so did Spike Lee. Yeah, but. To be fair, he did direct Coming to America, The Blues Brothers, American. Like he, as John Landis, as an actual guy, he seems fine, I guess. Everything. And he had a pretty good run in the eighties there. He of did. like some really good high concept comedy. Yeah, yeah. There. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Classic. Uh, Classic. <laughs> Blues Brothers, two thousand. Oh, the TV movie Ooh, Here Come yeah. the Monsters. Yeah, you have to not Bangers. go past the nineties, man. What are you doing? <laughs> there was a time and a place. It's reverse it chronological. Yeah. That's what I'm getting for. Yeah. <laughs> Go from Animal House to Coming to America. And stop. Yeah, Trading <laughs> yes. Places is in there. The original uh, Blues Brothers. Yeah, yeah Trading yeah. Places. Yeah. No problems there. Yeah, There's that's definitely so something <laughs> historically an unproblematic. There's film. like a uh, the thing Landis does well, where everything that uh, makes me feel squirmy inside about his movies is like, uh oh, that's just a mirror that all of us are looking into mm. about things we actually say or do, or things that we find entertaining. Uh, so at some point, who's squirming? Look at the viewer in the mirror. Uh, it's a weird, uh, yeah. Michael all of Jackson those in- reference. It was a weird Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. yeah. But the, the coming of age movies that were popular at that time and all the comedies that were popular at that time are full of things that are like, oh, jeez, yeah. oh, guys. Well, and we left. We yeah, were I mean, into yeah. it. One Absolutely. of the main reasons why I wanted to do this movie was because it, we're doing at, do, does it hold up? And a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, we did Soul Man. Yeah, uh, woof. which yeah. Is, super wolf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a, a disaster of a movie, but that got me thinking. We it was talked not our a lot. First, that was not our choice. That was yeah. the guest. We choice. talked no, a lot about on the Soul Man episode the about how, like, for some reason, Soul Man was on Comedy Central four times a week when yes, I was growing was. up. Yeah. yeah, so was three. I mean, it's like these movies that like are part of the comedy cultural canon of us growing up. Yes, watch Looney did, Tunes. Yeah, but like you. you you grow up, you're just watching everything on Comedy Central, you know. So I was like, "Yeah, we were right. The, this is right at that age where it was like, what is the cheapest thing? Yeah, we'll have that four times a day because we're barely a network, and they just showed stuff over and over and over again." Listen, don't talk about MST3K that way. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I watched that on Comedy Central. I, I remember watching that on yeah. TV. Absolutely. I, it's just interesting. So that we were like, what else is in this this genre for you then? The stuff that was on Comedy Central a lot when you were a kid. I mean, stuff like Uncle Buck. Like oh. pops in my head as like that plane trains and automobiles. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean trading sure. places, uh, coming to America. Yeah. Coming to America was on John all the time. Hughes? Am I getting all John the Hughes John was the okay, planes yes. trains? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Uncle Buck. Yeah. I have John blindness. So yeah. I don't know <laughs> which one did what? Uh, More of a John Phasia where they are all like they yeah, seem yeah, like exactly. the same person. Yes. yes. I have that problem with lady actresses right now. Just as an aside, and my girlfriend was like, "It's not you. Everybody's like blending. Kind of. They're like, all yeah. watching the same makeup tutorials, and now they're all like, I forget." the word they're contouring contouring their faces into new faces and i can't see anyone anymore i can't see anyone's face okay that's just a separate interesting somebody will show me a picture for example well brie larson has a good uh, i thought i could tell her apart but it's hard and i was like i have no idea i don't know anymore i can only name the ones i can identify i can identify anna kendrick well yeah, because she's uh, oh, but sure. all the um the the so who is the girl in House of Cards that dies? Uh, oh, uh, the Maras, the yeah, Mara the sisters, sister, yeah. and a few other like any brunette. See, I small have, woman. I all have know. that with uh, like the Jai Courtney's, the Sam Worthington's, like yes. the Tyler Catches, like all the oh, yeah. like shitty leading men who come yes. out. 
who all look like a video Every game boy. like default <laughs> character creator just randomizing. <laughs> it's just the With same default hair, man yeah. coming out of a factory and somewhere. NPCs that are now millionaires. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anybody with a beard, I for sure think is the same the, person. It's, yeah, yeah, it's hair it's, contouring. It's hair contouring, yeah, exactly. Hair contouring. <laughs> you know how many Chris's there are? <laughs> I do. No I, one knows. It is, yeah, unknowable. <laughs> how many grains of sands on the beaches yeah, in the world? Yeah, exactly. Did you, can I, I'm, I'm now looking at the Three Amigos cover and yeah. thinking about what a challenge it would be to make, but like, <laughs> n- maybe not for the right reasons. Like, the things that bother me about, or the things I guess that are flags about this movie aren't the costumes, which immediately right. might be a little bit, uh, appropriate I guess, in an yeah. inappropriate way, but, but the characters are such idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and this, it's like... They make fun of this white savior complex. They do is, it pretty yeah. well. Yeah, and like this movie is like a like a play on the white savior. Yeah. Trope, yeah. Right? Right. I mean, right. that's yeah. the thing about my like I I was thinking about this today about like uh like but I I thought I did think this movie held up pretty well. It's not it's not a, it's not as great as I remembered it. Like mm-hmm. my main thing was uh, I loved watching this movie with my dad. Uh, my dad's from Mexico. This, he this is as a kid on Comedy Central on TV. You didn't see a lot of movies with like mostly Mexican cast. So yeah, my dad yeah. really liked that. Uh, I really assume loved... that the portrayal of the Mexican town in 1916 is not super accurate, but I don't know. When, I've when only did stuff seen happen? them in other westerns, and right. it's exactly like that. So <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, uh, that's the like. Does everybody have to have fucked up teeth? Does everybody <laughs> have to be wearing a garment that looks like it made out of? It's like from a rug, especially yeah. for a town that's their, so their so well. Budget for the Mexican <laughs> exactly town was like just that's get doormats. I don't know doormats and and those walls, beaded wall separators. Get well, those. We'll and they're as Anthony pointed out, their one skill as a town was sewing. sewing. How did they not? have I mean, incredible this movie really does this, mo- <laughs> this movie really does have like it does kind of have a feeling of like like john landis and like steve moton just went through a walk of like an old back lot prop closet yeah, yeah, yeah. and yes. found a bunch oh, of old costumes and absolutely. be like mexican village uh three amigos yes. uh german guys we got two blue suits we got a, we got a plane, plane, we got a plane. for some reason we yeah. got these old backgrounds this yeah, stuffed coyote so for people war guns with that an is cross entirely said. true uh, for, <laughs> but like this movie is it's so i i love that i love like that part of my growing up for it and then the other thing that i think i, I really liked about this movie and just john landis is this period in general is uh like really high concept comedies don't really get made anymore like con like comedies most today are very much like here's this person who's like doing what they do in real life. She's a comedy writer in this show and trying like and it's like yeah, it's like movies today. Like, comedies are very very simple. Like they don't do like this like uh like a play on the Seven Samurai, but like with a mis like a miscommunication with movie stars or yeah. like an African prince, naive African prince who needs to find his queen. So where does he go? Queens, New York. Right. Like these just really simple high concept premises were just fun and like they don't Super make fun. comedies like this anymore yeah like I, I can't even think the, of the last like tag <laughs> I mean yeah. Yeah, game weird. night was the last one I saw that I oh, really okay. enjoyed I mean yeah. I think yeah. they do but yeah. comedies don't carry billboard like three exactly. amigos did yeah, at the exactly. time oh. I mean not only did it have three stars in it but releases were slower and planned differently and right. comedies got big attention they were Absolutely. counted on to be money makers and critically they would be reviewed as comedies in some way that was relative Interesting. Relatively favorable and as compared to other comedies. And over time, as more movies, budgets got bigger for dramas and actions and they got more popular and comedies never got a bigger budget and less of the attention media wise. And critically, over the past couple decades, comedies just can't, they don't, there's no room to just be dumb. 
Uh, mm. And there's not room to take such a simple concept and just be that and playful with, with it because yeah. it's too simple. It Absolutely. could have been more. It could have. Where's the character development? Well, <laughs> they're, <laughs> as they're idiots in suits and a desert. What do you yeah. want? What else do you want it to I be? I feel like a movie like they those concept films look more like a simple favor, right. uh, where you know they we don't consider them just comedies in order to get that kind of like haughty approval. They've got to yeah. be comedy thriller or dramedy or Are, like or based on that real story. That tag thing. I think. Right. Yes, that, that is like yes. oh, we need to like base it in some kind of some know. reality that people will. Yeah, palette. is that energy moving to TV shows? Is it is there more common? Because I feel like when at least the, this, I'm TV I'm like shows. not in the industry at all. But the closest I get is I've just heard people say, "Don't write movie pitches now. Write TV pitches." If you're doing comedy, no one wants a movie pitch for comedy at all. Um, I think that is uh, not bad advice, but not because no one will make comedy movies. They're all they make the same number. It's just that there are a bazillion ways to get something made to go on a screen that's in a house or in your hand. Oh, okay. There's so many ways that people are yeah. trying to do that. That you know, and comedy writers but- are like. There are a lot of them, sort of, but they got to be right. You got to make something and funny. If, if you're like and a small, if you're form. like a not even like a small streaming network, but one of the bigger ones, comedy is way cheaper to totally. produce than totally. like a you know Absolutely. Marvel superhero TV yeah, yeah, show yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. You know, Game of Thrones and short form yeah. serves comedy. Yes, yeah. for sure. Well, so just for the people who have not seen this, I guess we should just give a quick uh, overview. This came out in 1986, so some people might not remember all of it. But the key is these three amigos are movie stars, so they're not so their their outfits are ridiculous because it's a 1915, 1920 set movies of them being white saviors and going fighting uh, uh, injustice and lack of liberty in Mexico and suffering and. S- and suffering, yeah, they were anti-suffering, uh, and they were wealthy landowners, which is just a weird uh, premise of people to get behind. But they're so they're the white guys who go fight crime in Mexico, and through a hilarious uh, miscommunication, are sent to actually fight an actual criminal in real Mexico. And uh, then it's a movie about them doing that. And every dad loves it. It's just a banger. It's just a dad. It's a dad movie. Hard dad movie. Hard dad. Straight yes. up dad movie. I do feel weird about the phrase hard dad, but I agree with what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the movie works on like two levels of like kind of like the dad comedy and if you don't know what the word plethora is yet. Like, because like below the line, if you don't know what the word plethora is, the movie, whole, the whole movie works on a very different level than like once you have that like Rosetta Stone, you just... The whole movie is like a different thing, you know? So, uh, Hard Caitlin, yes. w- what is your background with this movie? I have seen it ambiently on, mm-hmm. on Comedy <laughs> Central. Uh, I don't think I had sat down and done a focused watch. Uh, Ever. Just like it as like room noise, you yeah. know? Just yeah, yeah, yeah. set a tone, pin on three amigos. Yes. <laughs> sure. Uh, and it, it was just one of those comedies that I didn't... I, I liked everything that is like this and didn't have as much time for this one for yeah. some reason. Um, what are some of the things in that category that you do enjoy? Oh, like Blazing Saddles and oh, yeah. Frankenstein, the Mel yeah. Brooks class. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Airplane uh, and uh, a a, 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 yeah, that one. Uh, Steve Martin. Sure. Generally, yes, I do like Steve Martin. I don't know why I'm like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got nervous when I asked that. Oh, I, I didn't, but I don't can. I didn't. That's those aren't my guys. Yeah, are we gonna yeah. lock the gates about this? These aren't my guys. <laughs> no, just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Martin Short specifically. Yeah. Oh, interesting! I really adore Martin Short. That's a, just a comedic idol. So much. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Did you guys watch the uh, Steve Martin Martin Short? Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. How absolutely. was it? Is it good? I loved it. <sighs> it was so camp. Yeah. And very much them, and it wasn't 
like it stepped into whatever kind of contemporary um, in the way that they can, which is making fun of that we have to do contemporary things now. Oh, <laughs> it was fun. It was really, really fun. Yeah. What, so, so soft, it. Caitlin, what's your history with Three Amigos? Uh, this was a banger in our house, like a very regular uh, greatest hit in our house because my dad loved this movie. Uh-huh. And this is like the pinnacle dad humor. Um, the line about what kind of plane is that? Oh, I think it's a male plane. Oh How can God. you tell? <laughs> you see little, little balls. balls. That, uh, oh, that one yeah. came up a, a lot. It's, it's <laughs> not a good stuff. joke. No, but in the movie, they laugh about it for a long time, <laughs> and I enjoy. I enjoy a movie where a person makes a joke and then enjoys it. <laughs> and the other two, Lucky and Dusty, do not get it. Yeah, and then are forced to <laughs> yeah, like slowly laugh get it. <laughs> <laughs> Such an interesting timing for a joke in a movie to be the joke is it's it bad, but they're no liking sense. it. It's really yeah. weird. I, I guess it. I'll get softly defensive about enjoying this movie mm-hmm. because some of the stereotypes depicted might be perceived as negative and not satirical. And I think yes. that is a uh, that's a criticism that is valuable. Uh, however, I will not disparage dad jokes not on this or any other podcast. I want every pun. I want every male plane to have balls. Don't take where don't did you take get this the worst of humor yeah. away from me. And crowd behind you. Where did these come from so quickly? They travel with me. It's weird. They do not go away. They just away. appeared. Y'all wouldn't believe this. Are, are you not a little bit mad, though, that dads get full credit for puns? No, because puns are gross. <laughs> okay, but sh- but when they work, we get to celebrate dad. I'm so mad. Hard Caitlin enjoyed them, so I feel like we should check in. This is the divide of the Caitlins. <laughs> yeah, but they're fun be- when they are enjoyable. It is like dad quality of that, so we celebrate I can't that. Kate to hit you with another one. There are so, <laughs> as far as the jokes go in the film, there are so many jokes that are also not dad jokes that are just like. Like really well taught. My favorite one is at the end when he says, "I'll be, I'll, I'll come back someday." And she was like, "Why?" why? Yeah. <laughs> the, the timing of it, and then she just leaves. It's just awkward. Like that. That feels like a joke that you would, I would expect right now. This is an awkward comedy joke. It's yeah. not a dad joke. It is out of nowhere. It's like a, a whole movie building up to this moment to just undermine <laughs> itself so fully. It's just fundamentally comedy. It's That's awesome. Perfect. It's it so fun. I love that moment. <laughs> no. Uh, I love the sweater bit. The sweater. The sweater. Just her. <laughs> a sweater. <laughs> the best part of that. So like the, the, uh, the main villain has his like town of, of villainry 50 men i want to say it was his 33rd birthday party which was yes. an alarming realization no, I, <laughs> no it was his really his 40th it was that was 40, a joke yeah. okay yeah. he was getting really upset he was stressed about, about turning they 40 so they lied and said it was his 32nd or 33rd which was birthday. a cute thing too it's like great I joke didn't skip around at all yeah. funny to watch <laughs> watch straight through with no <laughs> interruption easy to interrupt the characterization on el guapo for like a comedy villain is actually like pretty interesting and like that character actor like really like yeah dives in like him being like the smartest man among all these just knuckleheads all around he and, loves like, them yeah and he creates community and they talk about their feelings yes like, their yeah. talks, <laughs> like they're murderous but like i just you know, can't get they're pretty like, woke dudes it might be a, a portrait of non-toxic masculinity but it's not when they talk like these <laughs> <laughs> was one of the most like gritty Keila thing is pretty ridiculous Gross. i do love the notion of someone uh from hollywood who drinks not knowing what tequila is yeah, sorry it's honey, like they beer had that, <laughs> truly it was early we weren't like, doing as much importing at the time 
Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah, they were all doing cocaine and like mescaline, you know, in Hollywood <laughs> in the 20s. They were doing tequila very... with cocaine That's in true. it. I feel like they weren't missing a thing. You could order your agave and tequila from fucking Sears Robux. It came with that house you ordered. I, the you used to buy a whole that house. got kept was, what is it? <laughs> yes. And then they're like, well, now we have to do the thing. Yes. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's also just like the, as far as like where they take things and what is, uh, what I would expect it to be and what, what I was not expecting, there is the scene with the singing bush okay. and yeah, the invisible yeah. swordsman. This was Mel Brooks, right? That got. It feels like, yeah, for like, five minutes it's like there's magic and Mel Brooks is doing this movie and yeah. then it's gone back to a normal movie. Well, <laughs> well it relatively. goes to the fireside scene, which is the weirdest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a choice. Sequence, yeah. yeah. What? I, again, that, that, doesn't that, feel like, that feels like, again, they found a really nice nice sunset yeah. Matt Haney, yeah. and yeah, we're yeah, like we gotta use this yeah something we gotta do something the whole with thing it. is yeah. filmed an animal budget outside yeah. of the horses and they're yeah. like well we've got a real surplus we gotta use it we got <laughs> a coyote i, I need a bobcat bob right now i need a trained bobcat <laughs> yeah i mean it just, by four o'clock tomorrow that like <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> comes crashing through yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like 10 minutes of the movie feels like a 45 minute subplot that they just were like Let's just keep these two scenes. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There it's was a scene. Mel Brooks fever dream. Yeah, it's weird. Strange. It's weird. <laughs> like they have, ju- they don't even like show. No one tells them like you must go and see the flaming, uh, the singing bush. Right. right? They just like, oh, we were told we, we were have told. to. Yeah. And it's we didn't like, have that scene. When did that scene happen? Yeah. Like yeah. it's just so random. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, the joke of there's a bush that's singing and they yell, are you the singing bush five times? Yeah. It does respond like, I just think it's, I think it's the singing bush. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that one. And it's just a bush. It's like a, it's just a shaky trash prop bush that yeah. is singing all royalty free music. It's very clearly four different bushes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like just, it's, it's very clear. Kind of dancing. And it's just three every, every song we don't need the rights for. We're just like, <laughs> Camptown yeah. Race is singing the song. Do not, do not. It's all non royal. It's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Blow me down. It yeah. should be a documentary of the unsung heroes of the PA. I feel props. like it's probably a PA, but it's, it's props. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That yeah. has to stand there with the leaves or bushes in any leaf or bush scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's a choreograph. That is like, that's the highlight of the tree or bush guy's the, career. The prop master <laughs> who's like, I brought four bushes today one for close ups, yes. one for wide yes. shots, one for stunt work. Uh, and one, I got, <laughs> one's autumnal. Yeah, I got, you know, yeah. I got a bunch of leaves in case they need to come off. You know, really, just sort of. If it looks like a car is driving in a scene, it isn't. That's stuff that they put in behind right. the stupid yeah. windows. But there is someone who has a branch who dragged in from outside. Right, that, has like, to shake it against the window. Yeah. In this unnatural pattern, out of sight, but just so the sat- shadows pass through the car and make it look natural. And uh-huh. that is the documentary I want. Yeah. Is the guy who's just like, "This is my art, Mr. Bush." I learned the I really got into pattern the sound really effects. Work. Yeah, of this movie, the foley, yeah. or in general, but in general, there's. Yeah. Although to get it back, there is hilarious foley in this movie. Yeah, it is. The timing right. on this is pretty perfect all the way around. Shooting yeah. the invisible swordsman is oh, what a. What a weird, good joke. Yeah. It reminded me of Princess Bride. Yeah, very yeah. Princess Bride. Like, totally. What, what a unnecessary but delightful homage. And then does that end up mattering? Nope. No. Nope. They just <laughs> no figure it out. Yeah, there's not. I mean, it was just a fun little cul-de-sac of humor. Yeah, yeah exactly. When yeah. the conflict begins... I think we can all foresee the re- the resolution. Yeah. Were any of us concerned that well, the three amigos were not somehow going to succeed in this improbable mission? 
Well, I was so this oh. is the first time I've seen this film, and so that's my history with it. Oh, wow. And uh, so I watched it last night with my wife, and overall, time. we had Mohiana. This is not the weird part. Um, <laughs> overall, we had more fun than I was expecting. Just from the cover, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be super problematic." It's and then it was like much lighter and sillier, and some really good jokes, and also the songs are like lovely. <laughs> it's weird to have this much original music in a cowboy comedy, but they're great. Um, uh, but that. Uh, that middle section is this what I was talking about? I lost my place in the middle of that story. We're talking about that middle section. What was I bringing up? Uh, man, I just invisible so- sword. Yeah, yeah, it was that part. It was that. So I'm just like in that part in the middle. Yes. I was just like I like. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That yeah, <laughs> victory for Galen's again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I remember because oh, you said you, you said I remember. Man, I just I feel like my my brain just rebooted in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> I feel like we're still working on. No, but I found it. I found up. it back. I found okay. it again. Just I, restart it. Safety mode. Okay. <laughs> Make no, no, sure. no, no. I got it. You were I saying, did, were we? Was anybody not were not expecting them to okay. win in the end? Well. I was surprised that they found out that they were actor that they were in a real situation much faster than I was expecting. It was like I twenty think that minutes was in. Gratifying. I it was too. so interesting because I thought, oh, we're just they're going to slowly gonna... keep fighting and it's going to be a series of these goofball gags, yeah. and then near the end they'll realize it, but they'll just play through it and it'll work. And instead, so they were like right away, they're like, oh wait, this is not this is for real, guys. They are going to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that might be one of my favorite yeah. scenes. though, when he like, you when he takes so gun, yeah, when he gets shot, yeah, yeah. He, gets, he gets shot. Somebody, he shot me. Mister, you are in so much yeah. trouble. Oh, that, I love like, that. That scene is truly very funny to me. It was so funny. So I was I was surprised and delighted. I did expect them to stay and fight and win <laughs> in the end, but not the way they did yeah. either. Like the the sewing of the costumes writing. was fun. Yeah. So I overall I was much more I was more surprised than I was expecting to be. I guess if that makes sense. Um, and I'm glad I figured out what I had started that sentence well for. Well done, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Well thank done. you. We did it. I we do did appreciate it. Um, well, so Anthony, for you especially, since you saw this the most as a kid, what is something that was changed from when you first saw it? What it was this watching? What was something that stuck out for you as being a very different experience? Well, I know what a plethora is now. You do, yeah. So, like, that's, that's a <laughs> big I, one. And I know yeah, what infamous good. means. I know what infamous yeah. means. That helps, yeah. Um, oh, man. Can we, just for a second on that, the, the, the miscommunication that gets them to Mexico yeah. Is so funny. Yeah. The idea that she's sending a telegram and he's like, well, she can only afford a third of the words and the ones they cross out just happen to leave this perfectly misleading message yeah. was a great way to set that up. I just found that so delightful. That yeah, I mean, I think the like the Hollywood studio stuff makes a lot more sense to me now than oh, I do yeah. as a kid. I, I sort of like that. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying working uh, for free, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, uh, just like having seen like uh, the um, like the like uh, Seven Samurai and the Magnificent Seven, like movies that this influenced so much now. Be yeah. like, oh, this is like a Hollywood homage to yeah. that. Like, and the classic Hollywood. There's like all these like love letters that I didn't get as a kid that are in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I just I don't think I appreciated how funny like the small supporting cast was. Like, I really loved oh, the yeah. bartender. The bartender's the, so good. Uh, yeah, uh, and, his real name is Asparagus. His name, the for real, the, Fred Asparagus. It I'm sounds serious. like I left the room. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it sounds like I disappeared. I just, I just saw I this in the credits. I saw it in the credits, and I, I was like, who? Uh, but Fred Asparagus was the name, not the character. That's the actor who played the bartender. No, you said no. his name was yes. Asparagus. Yeah. Which is yeah. different. His name is Fred, Fred Asparagus. It's Fred Asparagus. Yeah. That's Mr. Asparagus. <laughs> yeah. No, Mr. Asparagus was his father. <laughs> 
All right, Falcon. You didn't let me get that out. <laughs> Mr. Asparagus is his I don't father. know. His name is Falcony? Okay, I don't know. Listen. It's a guy named Falcony. Uh, the fact oh. that you're not delighted by his name being Fred Asparagus is I am is delighted weird. by his name being his Asparagus, but I definitely thought his name was like Cher, mononym, Asparagus. <laughs> and that is different what a than choice. Fred Asparagus. You know, the one, one of the main things I, I did kind of found very surprising to rewatching this movie is at the end like I, I like that it's like a like a kind of a tone on the white saber trope of mm-hmm. like they get down there their incompetence the people have to save themselves right but what I, I think is really funny is like it's unlike something like the Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai when it's like these people save this defend this village that's doing it it's like all they do is go down there ultimately and like, hey, have you guys tried just like murdering everyone when they come yeah. into your town? <laughs> like that's their great solution. Like yeah, you didn't no. need to hire three. I mean, they had all those guns lying yeah. around. And like they good brought shots. their arms with them. Well, so it's like they could have. No. The, the lesson <laughs> that the amigos taught them is that they, the murderer was inside them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, oh, it's a real simple problem. When they come to your town, just can, murder him just and gotta, all of his friends. You just gotta so believe in yourself. Murder. Actually, that's, <laughs> that's my favorite part of this movie, thinking about it afterwards, was that those three goofball, idiot Hollywood actors come home, and then later they're like, man, we murdered a lot of people last yeah. week. Like, they just killed a bunch yeah. of people. Oh, like it's a lot, Mexico. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, like, they're, like... I think they stay down, though. <laughs> that's the whole thing. They're like, we can't go back to this thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they definitely... But just... It's just a fun twist for how stupid they were and, like, innocent. And from that, like, you're in some yeah. big, big trouble to later being like, I did look a guy in the face and stabbed him. Is that weird? <laughs> also, everything at El Guapo's hideout, I loved. I loved, like, that whole the sequence oh, yeah. of the birthday party or the pinatas. I loved, like, the way they separate the amigos and they each mm-hmm. have their own weird little adventure with Steve Moen getting locked up. Chevy Chase, like, having to pretend <laughs> to be one of his guys. <laughs> And like, none of them actually work very well. Yeah. They get caught again in as yeah. soon yeah. as they're all out. Like Steve Martin spends an hour in that weird that cell. Scene, that yeah. scene stuck with me so yeah. much. I don't know why, but to me as a kid, that was the funniest physical humor. Yeah. Him trying to pull the yes. chains on and getting pulled back. Gonna make it. Gonna make it. Not gonna make it. And like just that, I could play that. Yeah, man. I felt like I could sing along with every <laughs> grunt and groan <laughs> because that was the height of humor. Yeah. And man, was whatever. Seven when I watch this. Yeah, I, <laughs> I I think the guy who's like up there with the pinatas is funnier. Oh, yeah, see, I now one, I like yeah yeah see, Martin Short. Kid. God, that there's a I good one. there's a joke is done a lot, but someone's going, "What is blank falling from the sky?" And, and then it does, and yeah. then immediately asking for something else. Yes. Always funny. Always yeah, funny. always funny. Always a well, good gag. Also, I wonder when you watch a movie from the mid '80s. Maybe this was the first time that gag happened. Everyone's yeah. stealing Three Amigos gag. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> Speaking of stealing stuff, there was an, a very clear aspect of um, the. Nope, I lost it. Did you give me what you had? Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> the Three Stooges. Uh, there's a Stoogian. <laughs> I gave you quality. my stupids. Yeah. There's a Three Stooges quality that's, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah. pops up a couple times that I appreciated now more. I was also a huge fan of Three Stooges. It as a does kid. seem like, like it would be up your alley. Yeah, yeah. The, the Fairly Brothers movie. Oh, wait, excuse me. Oscar Award winning <laughs> Fairly Brothers movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Three Stooges. You love that one as a kid. Don't step on that. With Will Sasso. <laughs> 
But yeah, that stuff like their little um, yeah, Academy referential Award stuff. Yeah, I think it's a lot more. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> we've, so when, when we've talked about stuff holding up, one thing that's weird is with comedy that uh, like the more pointed comedy is, usually I think the less it holds up. So like Airplane is a great example where like it holds up forever because it's just wordplay from start to finish. Yeah, I don't feel like I get the thing Airplane is making fun of. I've not seen a lot of that movie. But I get the jokes. Everything. Well, it is. But it's, yeah. there, there's, there was a specific kind of like late night movie they were watching yeah, yeah, yeah. that I did not understand. But like, but it's no the one's same safe way you it. get Three Amigos, even if you didn't watch all the westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, you're missing exactly. some things, but not the things that are the jokes. You get the broad. But side. this is not like extremely of its time for me to get it. And that does, I think, one of the, that's one of the reasons I think it holds up better than some comedies could. Because if you were like a really making fun of a lot of 80s specific stuff, I might not get it as much because I was pretty drunk through the 80s. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> being a period piece <laughs> helps a lot with that as well you know if yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah too, true, true, if true. it was a movie about a bunch of 80s actors getting brought down to a poor country to like become mercenaries you know right. that would probably be way worse way, today yeah. than, oh but it is uh, yeah. that's my favorite part that the most timeless thing about this movie for me is the uh balance between total arrogance and utter incompetence that yes. actors possess that's true yeah. and it's my favorite thing <laughs> to see over and over again in the movie and it's I really uh, love that's a good point. so much trouble yeah like confidence <laughs> to just walk up to a man who's pointing a gun at you because that is not in the scene it's just the dumbest and most it's perfect really also being willing idiots. to do corporate gigs without actually asking for details yes yeah totally <laughs> all of us have done that wildly I, yes I, willing I to do anything to one for a dollar, yeah. literally a dollar i think yeah. we can all yeah. you know relate to going on a long trip and only getting one room for three people and having yes. to share a bed you know this definitely you were, well, actually that's one I? thing i like is, yeah. is that that wasn't uh, a problem that wasn't a conflict they just were used to sleeping on their backs in sardine order and then my amigos and magic mike xxl these yeah. are the men we need but i love that the bell is ringing the next morning next time that we stay here yeah. we should ask about getting another room yeah. <laughs> it's idiocy it's very funny to me uh, but the total confidence that they're going to yeah, have super good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be fine no matter what. I just, I, I guess, uh, so as as a comedy, one thing somebody said a few weeks ago on the show, and I can't remember who, or I would give them full credit, but it was that like comedy should not hold up a lot of the time because it's trying. It should be talking about something that's more pointed and specific. So, do you find this to be a weakness? Do you agree with that, or do you feel like it's holding up uh, joke wise as a strength? I don't. That's. Uh, I think there's many. There's strengths to not holding up, and the things that hit, I think, hit more profoundly mm-hmm. in their time, um, and they have no business holding up. That's not the purpose of a thing. Right. This yeah, is yeah. like, for us looking back at this one now, I think it's like, how delightful, what a treat and a treasure that this did, in fact, hold up. True. But it's not the business of comedy to worry about holding up or not. The business of comedy is hitting in the time that it Yeah. Hits. So I guess I, I try to think of a good movie example, which I can't, but I can think of like like Lenny Bruce's comedy is not hilarious right. to us right now as it's constructed because like but it was the words that you're that he was getting arrested for are boring to me <laughs> so like that is like like that was a very pointed i was it was not meant to like if that held up it would mean that it was less pointed comedy i that i guess that's maybe the a, a better example than but like, i a mean movie. with like movies it's, it's like you know like soul man was like shit on when it came out because people knew it was terrible like yeah that yeah, is, yeah, yeah. That that is of course i wasn't gonna hold up because it's i mean there was like there was either a chance that it was going to be reevaluated as a culture thirty years later and be considered <laughs> genius, or it or was going to just still be out. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it's like most like really good comedies. I think there is like a timelessness to like 
good character stuff. Or it was something like, I think that point kind of came up on like the Austin Powers podcast episode yeah, we did. Yes. And it was like, Austin Powers, I think, has a lot of dated, very specific stuff to yes. its era. But the real broad stuff works Still really played. well. Yeah, and the very specific stuff, if you don't know what it is, it's so esoteric that you can still understand why it's funny. Man, that's yeah. a to what? That's a chicken or the egg. Austin yeah. Powers influenced so many thirteen-year-olds in everything yeah. they True. said that it True. is tough to know whether or not it existed. Did we come from that? I have no yeah. idea yeah. what I stole from Austin Powers versus what was given to Austin Powers. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know yeah. how that chain yeah. starts or ends, and I don't know. I don't think comedies do. I don't think. I think they do hold up. I don't think they fade away, especially if mm-hmm. they're pointed and accurately reflect their time. I mean, I still like. It's really cheesy, but watch the Chaplin films. Yeah. I mean, mm. Buster Keaton's certainly amazing, Gosh. but Chaplin's the one I look at as being a little bit more pointed to the times. Absolutely. And like, The Kid is a perfect movie. It's it really perfect. Is. Mm-hmm. You couldn't improve it, and it is about a time and a place. Yeah. It's incredibly pointed. It's full of character development, and it's also stupid. It's so funny. It, I think you don't. I mean, I don't know if as comedians we should be setting out to make something timeless. But I do think if you make a good comedy, it's funny whenever you watch it. Yeah. And there's like cla- what people consider classics from like every decade, you know, between like between like the mm-hmm. classic chapel stuff to like some like it hot to stuff like the other Billy Wilder stuff. Like there is stuff that people consider it holds up, but it's just because comedy is considered, I think, like a lesser art form to dramas. Like everyone knows the dramas that hold up, sure. you know, everyone talks about those and is like reveals them. But like comedies just don't really get that necessarily but mm-hmm. there's great comedies throughout but there's a lot of stinkers as well because com- you know yeah i mean you make it with intent or you make it because like that's funny slap it in the can like yeah. there's not you know if there isn't a plan or a heart behind it and i don't know why i can't think of these comedies either i feel but, like because they don't hit. yeah but it goes down to like what we were saying earlier with you know uh oh. like with the streaming stuff nowadays is Comedies have always been the cheaper thing you can get done quick and fast than any other production, right? Yeah. So they're always just turning them out, mm-hmm. you know, hiring cousins. Comedies are a great hire your cousin to write the script <laughs> genre. It's yeah. probably the best for it. Oh, so hire like... me to do punch up, please. <laughs> <laughs> Available. I'll do it without even asking how many beds we get. <laughs> He's happy to work for free. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I think there's a. I was probably going to pull up uh, looking for something else to find how how well this did at the box office because I was sort of curious. But I did stumble upon the fun fact that Steve Martin and Martin Short did not meet until this movie. This their first meeting was on set for this yeah, movie. That's fun. That's I bet neat. this was incredible. Incredibly fun to be around. Oh yeah, my God, I, so I imagine fun. like oh, yeah. the two of them being like, "That Chevy guy's a real dick, right?" <laughs> it really is a bonding experience. Uh, yeah, it also looks great for 1986. Yeah, except it for does. those two it's scenes. Well yes, made. except yeah, for that really one well, set on point, like, yeah, on, on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess the last thing is, do you, well, so, I, so I'm curious when we're talking about comedies like this. Do you guys have a comedy of the last, I don't know, five years that is especially strong from your memory it's from five. films? Oh, I like oh Spy. Like Spy. Spy was fucking good. It's I agree with you. Just Spy was super solid. And I was Spy. not expecting that to be as good as it was. It was really good. Spy was really good. I, like funny. I said, uh, Game Night. Yeah. I recently like saw that. I, Which one is that? Game is uh, Patrick Bateman and Rachel McAdams. And uh, it's about like a very competitive couple that gets involved in a a fake uh, your wife night. who has been hanging out in big RC <laughs> audience has suggested that's not a good. Is that either the, the wrong people or the wrong summary? Yeah. Not his name. <laughs> I was trying to remember. It's Jason, Jason Bateman. Jason Did Bateman. I say Patrick Bateman? <laughs> Maybe. Thank you. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. A killer? I, I feel like that's a killer. That's the killer from is. American Psycho. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. What a twist. <laughs> uh, but that's a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's a good high concept. Very competitive comp- couple gets involved in what they think is like a like a live action role playing board night game, mm-hmm. but it actually turns out uh, brother-in-law is being kidnapped. <laughs> so they go like on this like they think it's all a game, but it's actually this big crime web they get involved in. Very funny high concept stuff. Uh, yeah, good. Caitlin, do you have one? I'm trying. I'm just. I like so much stuff, but I don't keep. It. I don't know. I thought Ghostbusters was a treat and a treasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was. I, I was delighted the whole way through. Yeah, I didn't I see it. It's the best. I didn't. I only just saw the first, the original Ghostbusters recently, and I did not care for it. Um, so I don't think that holds up super well. I'm, I'm sure. Well, you're you, an idiot. You fight you me. Said, <laughs> you said five years though, and no, no, no. I know. I was just okay. saying. Because I, I did not see that one, but I oh. did hate the original. I mean, Ghostbusters and so when, is yeah. a great example of how comedies don't age in their yeah. era. Like yeah. Ghostbusters was funny then, and yeah. it isn't as funny now. It Absolutely. doesn't have to be as fast as a movie does now. Yeah. It didn't have to be as clever. I just think it was. It's interesting how uh, how fierce the defense of that film is. Yeah, because it's only as like good, good as, as it had know. to be and could be then. It's weird. One of my favorite all time comedies is Scrooged, and there oh, are some so parts. good. Such <laughs> oh, what a perfect movie! <laughs> no, is. and it's not perfect. It's because I remember it in the way that I like it, and there are a couple parts where you're like, you should, but like, sure, uh, like God, it's it's fantastic writing, uh, hilarious exploration of ridiculous characters. Like that's God, that's one of my favorites. According, I was just pulling up a list of top comedies from last year, and one of them in, it, it was listed as the favorite, which I, I'm not sure I'd call it just a comedy, but man, I that cracked me up. I enjoyed the Favour Right. I thought that was very funny. Favorite is funny, like the Phantom Thread is funny. The second time you watch it, <laughs> <laughs> there's some, there's some, the the timing of some things in the Favorite really delighted me. Um, you did just see Girls Trip on there, and that was very funny. Girls yeah, Trip was, was very funny. I seen that. Yeah. Oh, I Tonya was really funny. Anyway, Tonya this was excellent, but oh. also barely a comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So really I, that, maybe that's what's happening. There's a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah. And it hits quite yeah. literally. Wow. You know, when they punch I, each other I, in the face. I think we can all admit the <laughs> really best good. comedy of the last several years is the Golden Globe winner for best comedy, The Motion. It's the <laughs> you know that yeah. the My funniest, the favorite comedy. How does how do you keep this in your because the motion, with you. the motion was yeah. one best comedy. It's not a fucking comedy. They cheated. Every year they do. The way yeah. you keep it in your, in your head is rage. rage. Just yeah. pack it in there with rage so it's ready to go. <laughs> it's oh, man. All right. Well, so uh, we got to wrap up. Uh, but uh, I guess last thoughts will end on you. So I'll go first. Uh, does, it, does it hold up? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it before. But I, I it was better than I was expecting. Uh, hard, Caitlin. D- I mean, you does Three put, Amigos hold up? You cannot put those three actors in something and make it not funny, and they're surrounded by a hilarious cast. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, that's true. Do I need the premise? No. I just would watch those guys do anything. Yeah. So, okay. of course, this is good. And, good. of course, it holds up. All right. As soft, soft, Caitlin. Does Three Amigos hold up? Yeah. And better than I than I expected that it would. I remember enjoying it, but yeah, like it, it hit. I laughed at this, even the, the kind of stupid lines, like, hey, uh, uh, like the kissing. It's like, <laughs> do you want to kiss me? <laughs> he keeps strumming the guitar He's now. A, yeah, now? Oh, now? Oh, yeah. We can take a walk on and uh, on the veranda. <laughs> oh, the lips will be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that also made me laugh. Also, the kissing at the end when that when they eat when the the two women come forward and kiss the yeah, and then one of them's like just this woman from out of nowhere yeah. who didn't live in the village and they make out and then she fades <laughs> away <laughs> again. But he gets smooched too. Yeah. I have a dad inside of me that enjoys this movie very much. Yeah. All right, Anthony. 
this is your movie this is your time does uh the three amigos hold up for you I think so. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those uh, movies. Like, uh, said this was something else on here recently. It's just like a, I, oh, I, I, I thought I remembered like a handful of scenes, but the second I started, it was like, oh, I remember every sequence. Yeah. Oh, that's just, yeah. it's just that really type of funny. thing. Like, yeah, I was like every moment. I was like, oh yeah, this this moment it happens next. And so yeah, it was like it was in the way going back to something from childhood can be like very nice in a nostalgic way that's yeah. what revisiting this was for me it was... a, i think it's a fine line between making fun of mexican culture and making fun of these ridiculous characters existing in a clearly farcical like yeah. satirical and very culture. heightened world and like yeah. i said yeah, like yeah, yeah. watching it. it with like my like, dad was it was always like we just didn't see a lot of Mex- movies that were mostly Mexican yeah. cast, you mm-hmm. know, or if they were Mexican cast, it was you like they, they were, were only the bad guys yeah. or they were only the vagrants or something like that. So and I was pleasantly this- surprised about sort of assuming this was going to be a whitewashed all the hell movie. Yeah, but yeah, so like, they, seeing- like if you made it now, you would probably do it with a lot of white people and then we'd be mad. But yeah. the yeah. fact <laughs> that in the 80s, they would cast uh, Mexican actors was very cool. So, yeah, yeah. seeing like that was a big part of like why In- we Including like, Mr. Him. Asparagus who I'm just yeah. always happy to see get work. <laughs> I hope he's, he's good old friend. I hope he's still around. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, check he, out he, Sadly Fred's. he died in 1998 uh, but he did do a bunch of other movies. Uh, job, he did he did other movies uh, uh, like Beverly Hills Cop 3. Also oh, directed yeah. by John Landis. Also with John Landis. He did, he did a couple more John Landis movies I believe. Get it buddy. Yeah. Find your niche in the produce section. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Next week, you guys, we're going to be doing our first of season two is we're going to be letting uh, a, a listener decide what uh, what we're watching and we're going to find out if something holds up. So for uh, super sponsor Alexis, we have got a couple of movies coming up. We're going to find out if they hold up and they are Bridget Jones's Diary mm-hmm. and American Psycho. All right. So that is our next two weeks is we're going to find out how well those two hold up. My gut says no and super no. What does your gut say? Yes and very yes. Oh, weird. This is going to be an yeah. interesting couple weeks. You're agreeing with that? I'm, you... Yeah, I'm with you, Anthony. Yeah, they're uh, both very good movies. I uh, am, I, well, uh, American Psycho is sort of like Fight Club where it's like the time in my life that I liked it, I mostly was a bad person. And so I assume that I <laughs> hate it now because I've grown, but maybe not. I'm vaguely Wait. remembering some like very, like homophobia. Is it in Bridget Jones' diet? Maybe I'm thinking of a princess moon. It's like a very <laughs> the princess nice. diaries. There's a lot of diary stuff that happens. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. '90s movie with the weird anti-gay <laughs> subplot. No way. <laughs> it's just vaguely there across all movies. Is a, 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 a thin film over all of that. Good luck to you. Good luck uh, to you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, those are coming up, so we're gonna find out if those hold up on behalf of Alexis. So uh, we will talk to you guys again with that next week. Uh, thanks for being here, Anthony. Always great to talk to you. This was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming in and talking to me in person. I really appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for being here, uh, Hard Caitlin. That's me. At Robot Caitlin. Robot Caitlin on uh, Twitter. On Twitter, Caitlin Gill. And Soft Caitlin at Uncle Kate. You've got a dad inside you, yeah. but you're you're an uncle. Um, you uncle didn't Kate. like Hard Dad, but uh, you've got a dad yeah. inside you. Is totally fine. <laughs> that just flew. No one checked me on it. I didn't. I didn't notice. It's not that I don't. It's not that I wouldn't have reveled in it. It's that I didn't catch it. it. If I had caught it, I would have been into it. Uh, so at Uncle Kate on Twitter thanks for being here Caitlin Weirhauser uh, and we'll talk to everybody next week thanks for listening goodbye Bye.